Welcome to the PSD cast of Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and in this episode, we're discussing industrial power, specifically as it relates to Industry 4.0. And to that end, we're proud to welcome Anil Talikapali of Maxim Integrated to the show. Um, if you're not familiar with the term, Industry 4.0, or the fourth industrial revolution, refers to the current state of industrial automation, data exchange, and manufacturing, and it encompasses everything from cloud computing to the fabled Internet of Things, and it's become such a hot topic that um, our October issue is actually covering industrial power, including the uh, endemic controversies related to potential job losses, but today we're focusing on the micro level. So with that, Anil, welcome to the show, and could you briefly summarize the current state of industrial power as it relates to Industry 4.0? Yes, uh, thanks, Jason. Excited to be here today. And yeah, as you rightly uh, stated, Industry 4.0 is the you know, fourth generation of industrial uh, evolution. And what it really brings to the table is more intelligence to the factory. And uh, this means there is more processing capability on the factory floor so that you can improve the throughput of the factory. And by the end of the day, if the factory operators are able to produce more of the product in a given time and optimize the overall system's efficiency and performance, they increase their profits. And this is the essence of um, Industry 4.0 and specific to power for this, what's happened is by adding more intelligence, you have dramatically changed the dynamics of the power supply and the mm -hmm. power supply architecture. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the, the biggest challenges that designers are facing with industrial power applications? So as I said, by adding more intelligence, what that means is more processors, microcontrollers are added. And if you look at a sensor, uh, what was in the past a quote-unquote dumb sensor now has ability to make decisions at its level without taking the signals all the way through I.O. and to the processor. Uh, think of it like the... Your, your arm and fingers are able to make a choice and decide by themselves without transmitting everything all the way to the brain. And this means that the power dissipation uh, in the same form factor, same size, has um, become more stressful. So voltage regulators and overall power supplies need to be able to uh, deliver uh, energy more efficiently so better thermal performance and smaller size. Uh, think of putting something already in an existing form factor. So there is no space left to really do this. So power supplies are stressed both in terms of size and thermal performance. Right, and we're going to get into um, Maxim's proprietary solutions in a bit. But in a general sense, how, how can some of these challenges that you, that you mentioned be resolved? Uh, I'm a strong believer in uh, technology and by pushing the envelope in terms of new innovative ideas both at a you know, IC level and a hardware level as well as the overall algorithm, this is how uh, this challenge can be resolved and uh, you know, we can discuss more uh, specifically what we have done to make it happen. 
Mm-hmm. And um, we've we've been discussing energy efficiency across the industry for a while now. It's 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 one of the most universal concerns um, that we have in in the industry, and all designers must comply with various safety and regulatory standards. Um, but specifically, how important would you say is thermal dissipation for industrial power applications? Yeah, so it's a very interesting um, question. So when most people in general think of energy efficiency, they're thinking in very, very high power applications, you know, thinking hundreds of watts or even kilowatts. When they think of industrial applications, they think of it as, yeah, but the power levels are at best tens of watts. Why is it such a big deal? And here is where uh, um, understanding what Industry 4.0 is doing comes into play. So by adding more intelligence into the systems, even though the power level by itself is not remarkably high, the thermal dissipation within that size has increased. And keep in mind that while uh, you know, technically computing or communication systems often have forced airflow with fans and heat sinks and other methodologies, in industrial systems, due to safety concerns and uh, reliability issues, um, there are no fans that are cooling the systems. So you need to be able to take care of the thermal performance in the same form factor without any assisted help. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Maxim's own proprietary solutions, um, including um, their step-down DC to DC converters, how, uh, how specifically do they address some of the challenges that we've already discussed? Yeah, so what Maxim has done is, uh, as this Industry 4.0 revolution is coming to the fore, as well as in other applications, we uh, saw an opportunity to change the value that we bring to customers remarkably and enable them to meet their needs. So take the example of step-down converters. In industrial applications, most of them run a 24-volt DC bus. That's the classic uh, input voltage uh, with a history in relays and others, but that's for some other (laughs) time. Um, As far as the 24-volt is concerned, industry standards, uh, and regulatory standards, IEC standards and others, require operation up to 60 volts. Even though the nominal volt is 24, it is important to meet up to 60 volts. And Maxim is the first supplier who was able to bring synchronous rectification to 60 volt uh, buck regulators. Why is that important? Well, it's well known uh, that um, with synchronous rectification, we can improve the efficiency of the system. And we were able to, through technologies in process, IC design algorithms, as well as packaging, the holistic solution, we were able to reduce the thermal dissipation by 50%. That is a huge deal when you think about, uh, you know, the systems we discussed without fans and existing form factors and sizes. And what uh, um, we were able to do with that is enable some of the largest customers uh, who are uh, driving this uh, Industry 4.0 revolution in a big way. And uh, beyond DCDC converters, we said, let's bring the same kind of thermal capabilities into um, isolated converters, protection, ICs, overall power supply architecture from front end to back end. 
making it more thermally efficient so that you can actually add this intelligence without uh, fearing a loss to reliability of the system. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, in terms of the actual um, product, um, the DC to DC converters, how difficult would you say it was for them to comply with the safety and regulatory standards? I, I, I know that's a, a huge part of the process and, and a very vital part of the process. Yeah, so traditionally, a um, lot of our customers go through uh, initial prototype and then what is called as pipe testing. They go through A, B, C testing and work with the regulatory bodies to comply uh, with performance, you know, thermal performance, reliability of the systems, and also safety. So what in the, was in the past is, in many cases, um, it was a non-issue. Uh, using DC-DC converters to achieve compliance. However, as the thermal uh, budget started getting stressed in the systems because more um, logic and other components are getting added, it meant that they needed to go through this compliance with a different approach. It is critical to keep the ability to handle higher voltages on the list as also keeping the overall system operation within the thermal budget, ability to handle higher temperatures. And this is kind of well defined in the past and the standards continue. It's just by adding more intelligence, it made it harder. So we were able to provide a unique solution to customers that they can adopt and follow similar process that, as they have in the past and achieve compliance faster. Right. Now, um, if you had to maybe distill down the DC to DC converter portfolio to a short pitch, what, what would you say its claim to fame was? Yeah, so Maxim's uh, uh, DC to DC converter portfolio for this week was as a Himalaya uh, DC to DC converters. And as the name implies, you know, the mountain range <laughs> uh, that most people are familiar with, indicates robustness, reliability, and a cool operation. And that, uh, in a sense, summarizes our family. What we did is we incorporated a lot of supporting components into this with a focus on size uh, so that it can deliver you that small size as well. And uh, let me kind of give you one example to refer to a recent press release. We announced uh, Max 17572 and 4 members of this Himalaya DC-DC family. And what we saw is when we brought the synchronous rectification to the market, customers started adopting it left and right. And we saw other vendors trying to bring uh, something similar in terms of synchronous rectification. However, even with that, today, compared to uh, other vendors, synchronous parts, our thermal dissipation is 40% lower, and our solution size is 50% uh, smaller. This is what we said in the press release. And as an example, because of that capability, the largest industrial manufacturer in the world, Siemens, has also adopted this family um, for in that, uh, I think we mentioned the Synamics drives family of their products. So it's a, in a nutshell, that kind of performance on thermal dissipation, size, 
and uh, overall efficiency is what uh, signifies uh, this family. Thanks, Anil. I'd like to close um, how we always close the PSD cast with a look into the future. So what would you say the future looks like for industrial power? So the market's pretty dynamic. You know, we see it evolving. Industry 4.0 has uh, been, uh, you know, long coming. Uh, of course, today a nice term is coined <laughs> for it. And uh, what we see is a play in uh, adding intelligence that's come in many other markets. If you look at communication, several years ago, people were saying, you know, there is more intelligence at the edge. And this is the phrase used there where um, decisions are made at the far away, at the periphery uh, of the system, far away from the core router. Same thing is happening in industrial. What we see looking forward in the market itself is more automation, artificial intelligence getting added, which uh, is going to make the market a uh, lot more dynamic. And as far as uh, power goes, we see as enabling two major aspects in this, one is adaptive manufacturing. Um, we see factory operators doing multiple different models of the product. Think of different models of the car or different types of cereal in a food and beverage industry in the same factory floor at the same time. And that requires uh, high-end processors usage, which means the power supply architecture has to completely uh, be reinvented to enable that to happen in terms of thermal efficiency. So that's one. Um, the second aspect we see happening in this market also is a um, um, lot more sensors that would be retrofit into the existing factory floor. Nobody's going to rebuild the factory. They're going to add more sensors. So you're going to be able to find space for these on an existing, um, think of it like a belt line or so. And that would mean uh, uh, you know, four to five times higher sensors that, again, have a focus on size. And this is the future for industrial power. Is Our goal is to reduce our size by half of where we are today. And that's the kind of future direction uh, for power. It's certainly a bright-looking future, Neil. Um, but uh, again, I, w- I want to thank you for joining us. And um, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in.